Welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of Time for BL. This is the podcast where we review movies, TV shows, novels, and comics, all in the boys' love genre. So here's the deal. It is 12.36 in the morning. I should be in bed, but I just finally got the baby to sleep. And I also just got done with red, white, and royal blue. I went ahead and got the um, audio book uh, so I could listen to it while living life. Um, and I just finished it. So it is, I was like, I need to write a script on it to really talk about it. And I'm like, you know what? I am up. I just finished it. Let's talk about Red, White, and Royal Blue. So it is a 2019 LGBT romance novel. It's written by Casey McQuiston. Um, and it follows the character Alex Claremont Diaz, who is the son of of the USA's USA's first female president and he is dating a prince of England <laughs> um it was shorter than i thought it was going to be um uh but i i went through the whole thing there's a lot that I loved and there's a lot that I queried and why are they driving down the street that loud? <laughs> um, but overall, this was actually a pretty good read. I, when it comes to complaints, I don't think I have much, um, but this was definitely written for the... I want to say it was written for the female gaze, but that's mainly because I feel like most um, queer romances um, written by women are more for the female gaze. Um, the female gaze. <laughs> I cracked myself up. That was such a middle school joke too. Oh my God. What is wrong with me? <laughs> but yeah. Um, I feel like when you get a story written, uh, like, written, like the Geography Club, the book, not the movie, the movie was eh, but the book, um, when I read that, that was written by a gay man who wanted to write a story that he wished he had when he was a teenager about coming out and all that stuff. And to me, it felt like that. I felt like this is a real, this is, you know... A story that's definitely based off of someone's real experience this red white and royal blue is straight up just like a fantasy romance like the whole idea of a prince whisking you away kind of like all those all those uh, movies and stuff that deal with princes it's basically the same thing um, which which so I didn't know that the main character Alex was going to be the son of a president because I actually didn't look up much about the book. I always wanted to read it, but I decided I didn't want to know too much. I just knew it was about a prince. 
Um, so I didn't know it was going to be a U.S. president's son, the first son of the United States and, uh, the British monarch's, um, youngest son, um, well, youngest grandson, cause the queen is still the grandmother. Um, so I didn't know that, that, that's, um, that he was going to be a president's son. Because in my mind, as I was preparing for the book, in my case, listen to the book and not read it, I was thinking it was going to be like, you know, a random person. They meet in college, you know, something like that. Um, but the story of it and the British prince meeting the, the son of a United States president actually makes more sense than my fantasy of the regular, um, <laughs> nobody knows this person who the prince falls for, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, I love that even though this whole story is written in the third person, um, it could have just jumped around following all these different characters doing all these different things, but it didn't for the most part it stayed on Alex and we're seeing everything pretty much through Alex's eyes um, and I love all the little uh, relationships you see building around Alex because um, he talks about as well being half Mexican and how he's he knows that he's viewed as that but he also notices that some people only see him as claremont his white mother's son and you know um that i really enjoyed those little tidbits with him because um when you're mixed especially if you're mixed and you look more like one race versus the other you do find that you're either more accepted or less accepted or people choose to ignore that side of you and focus on this side of you um, because it it fits them better and fits what they want to view you as better, I guess. Um, so seeing uh, Alex or having Alex talk about his uh, experience as being not just the first son of the United States, but also being a Latino and obviously Latino, um, and his sister's experience as well, and how anything they do, it's it's not just um, you know it's it's not just Alex did this. It's the son of the president did this. Don't forget the president. She's the first female president and a divorcee, and her husband is um what was he a congressman in cal her ex-husband's a congressman in california and it like the idea that if he does something wrong will they blame his mexican side like um i i really like that whole um thing because that there was definitely some thought put into that as to what the character character of alex would experience um being hispanic or, um, or I should say visually Hispanic. Um, and also I'm like trying to look up information on the author while I talk about the story because I, um, one of the things I wanted to know is if the author, uh, Casey McQuiston is, uh, Mexican, um, or, you know, 
uh, were were they just writing a Mexican lead for a story? Because there, of course, is a call for more um, diversity in um, a lot of different romance novels um, that get a lot of attention. Because there are romance novels out there that do have uh, people of color in it that don't get as much attention because the person who is writing them is not of the paler complexion. I am sorry, but that is the truth. Um, People want diversity as long as it's diversity that they can stomach. And it's annoying. (laughs) That's what it is, annoying. Um, But while I was doing my search for that, I did find out that Casey McQuiston is um bisexual queer and non-binary um so hopefully i did not um use the incorrect pronouns at any time earlier in the um (laughs) in the episode but uh from here on out i will be referring to them as they them or just by their name um so casey is queer which is good because they are writing queer stories and it's great to get queer stories from queer authors and we definitely need more than more of that um and what's great is red white and blue was the red white and royal blue (laughs) seems to be their uh first book and it did phenomenal like i remember seeing it in 2019 and going what's that i should look it up and uh looking for it finding the price online and going should i buy it do i want to buy it let me wait i don't have time to read like all this stuff and now that i have audiobooks now i can listen to the book (laughs) um so i finally finally bought it because i've been wanting this book since 2019 and it's so interesting reading it now because the book takes place in 2019 to 2000 to 2020 okay so before we knew about la pandemic <laughs> before the pandemic hit so of course the pandemic is not in the book and it's like <laughs> listening to it is like oh i wish <laughs> oh they're traveling oh you could just go meet the queen oh, oh. Isn't that amazing for you? You know what we did? We were scrubbing things, okay? We were scrubbing things to make sure we didn't die because we didn't know what was happening. But yeah, yeah, uh, go ahead and hold a concert. (laughs) But yeah, um, oh, um, I want to just say right now, the quality of the audiobook is phenomenal. I was able to get it at eighteen eighty nine on um, audiobooks now, and it, the narrator was Ramon de Ocampo, and uh, it was twelve hours and fifteen minutes long. So it um, basically I just <laughs> listened to it on my drives, and when I was doing chores and when I'm doing this, when I'm doing that, just pop pop my headphones in and listen to the book. Um, so. Yeah, like it took me just a couple of days, but if you got 12 hours in, or you you can, you know, work while listening to something or you want something on your morning drive other than time for BL. <laughs> um, yeah, I it was it was an awesome re- well, it was an awesome listen. It was um 
Ramon de Ocampo was definitely a really good um, actor and really brought each character to life um, with the voice acting. I really enjoyed it. This was a really good quality um, book, audiobook, and it was great to listen to. Now, as far as the main characters, Alex and Prince Henry, and <laughs> um, I enjoyed all the little banters they had going back and forth. Um, I enjoyed all the little jokes about um, with, oh gosh, and now I can't remember the name of the character, but Henry's best friend because he's in love with June and how did you get him? Like, I can try that to, to get June. June is Alex's sister <laughs> and uh, Henry's saying, oh, I just keep insulting him and apparently it works. <laughs> I'm just like, that is hilarious. Um, I love that he has like his friend that he can talk to and it talks about like him having to be in the closet because he he has a duty and an image to present of the family so he i'm talking about prince henry, henry. <laughs> prince henry has a duty and an image to present for the family and having that be like an obstacle for him um to overcome i i really liked um his storyline as well and um having him talk honestly about what he's gone through but this is where i'm going to get to but i was like what so there's a part where um alex june and the vice president's daughter or granddaughter i think she's the vice president's daughter um they host a party a huge party at um for new year's eve that was something they started when they became the first kids in the wilds first <laughs> anyway um so they had a huge party and he invited um of course the prince because they have to pretend to be friends to um for public perception and you know do things together so uh he <laughs> I don't even remember the line, but he heard Little John and the East Side Boys for the first time. And did he say sweat drop down my balls? I'm like, there's, I'm pretty sure when they were in high school, uh, if, we're, if we're talking about the real Prince Harry and Prince William of England, uh, I'm pretty sure they knew who the Little John the East Side Boys were. <laughs> but in this fictional world, um, the royalty have, have never heard rap music ever. <laughs> and, and, don't, and they don't know how to dance to music that's not a waltz. <laughs> And I was just like, this has gone too far. Oh, but he knows every words to all the words to Queen songs. Sure. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that that was like my really, really that that that's what that was for me. <laughs> I I <sighs> and. Did they have... No, there wasn't really much of those moments with Alex. I mean, 
uh there were little things here and there that are kind of uh very extravagant or you know things that i like okay like i guess the comparison for me with alex his things were just more him doing him him so he decided because um prince henry would not answer any of his calls or texts uh that he's just going to go to kensington and demand to see the prince and just tells his bodyguard hey can you come with me we're gonna be gone for two hours we're gonna leave in two hours we're gonna go to england now like, really like just like that she's like yeah we're gonna go to england we're gonna show up in kensington and we're gonna demand to see prince harry and they let him in through the gate because they didn't want him to cause a scene i was just like that those things like things like that were the moments where i'm like yo this is fantasy fantasy got it this is this is fantasy um but other than that uh, i think i i saw where someone said red white and blue um is for people is not they said red white and blue is not written or what did they say exactly i don't want to misquote them but they were talking about red white and royal blue and why for them as a gay man it wasn't their story it was more like this fantasy lovey-dovey romance story that's written to make um women swoon um it was something to that effect and i can see it i honestly can see it from the story i um <laughs> um <laughs> it, it was definitely a, a fantasy piece that i really enjoyed I actually do enjoy the characters of uh, Alex and Henry. Um, I loved uh, the whole storyline of them <laughs> being forced <laughs> to fake a friendship. I think that was a interesting way to bring them together that we've seen before in other things where two people are just, um, we got to just get through this and then oh something happened oh now we're sleeping together <laughs> so it's definitely been done before but this time it's it's being done with uh the prince of england henry something and <laughs> and the first son of the united states alex claremont diaz and uh yeah alex was definitely written to be very relatable um you know my 20 year old self could have definitely related to a lot of the things that he um was going through as the uh you know son of an immigrant and always worried about what you do and how it will, your family would be viewed in that light because you're an immigrant or because your parents or your grandparents are immigrants and all that stuff like that is relatable 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 so much um <laughs> it i really 
I don't know what I wish was included, but I know that for me something wasn't there. But I don't know what it was that I was missing. I can't think of what exactly I was missing in the story to make me just head over heels, head over heels, fall in love with everything with the storyline. But I will say this. So um, while I was looking up the storyline, I did notice a few people, not all of them, but a few people doing their own little fan things um, for the book um, because they're huge fans of the book. And I realized a lot of them made Alex of the paler, fairer complexion. Which, in the book, he clearly states that he um, is, well, he says he looks Mexican, but what, and Mexicans can be light-skinned as well. But he's really talking about the fact that he has a darker complexion, and he kind of describes himself, or, well, the, the narrator, sorry, describes Alex and his looks and all that stuff, and the fact that the um, the Claremont Diaz kids, they do look Hispanic. Um, and the fact that again, and I say this again, so many, um, people who want to do fan drawings of their favorite stories and stuff. And even on the cover of the book, you can clearly see that Alex is a darker tone than Henry. It's clear on the cover of the book, but so many people who are fans of it just ignore that because in their head, it's just two white guys and his mom's white, so why can't he? In the book, he it's um, he is clearly described, so stop. And that actually, because before I read the book, I did think it was a story of two white guys, because that was some of the stuff I had seen. I didn't even know there was a half Mexican character as the main character until I actually started the book. <laughs> Alright, so think about that. Beca and it's because of the artwork that fans were doing. It's like, yeah, that's how you mess it up. Because I was in a place, I'm still in a place where I'm like, I am tired of reading stories about white men and their problems. I want something different. I want something unique, which uh, not me was unique as far as I was concerned. Um, but I want something different. I want something, um, just a new storyline and something else to read and watch. And... Red, White, and Royal Blue has always been on my radar, but it almost didn't get read because I wasn't really interested in the same old, same old, but I was like, hey, you know what? Let me read this cute little fantasy about the uh, some prince and some guy he meets. And then it, it wasn't, this is what I will say about this book and Casey McQuiston. It definitely wasn't what I was expecting based off of a lot of the things that I had seen about the book. I 
like it really was like I didn't expect the storyline to be following Alex I didn't even read about like yeah that's how bad I was I didn't even read up on the book but I didn't expect the storyline to be following Alex I was very happy about that I didn't know that there was going to be a half Mexican character who was actually in touch with his Mexican heritage in different ways be it food and um, language culture um, didn't even expect that um, and I didn't expect it to include a female president. Like that was, I was like, oh, and his mom's the president and his parents are divorced and he has a stepdad. <laughs> like I'm reading it. I'm like, oh my gosh, this, th like all this stuff that I didn't know was included in the book. And honestly, if I knew, and it's also my own fault, because if I just went reading, I would have most likely found all that information out but I just didn't go fully reading or fully investing into it because I kind of just looked at the cover and I was like oh it's probably just gonna follow this prince and or this um dude falling in love with a prince that is just gonna be this average white guy um but yeah like reading it it was like all this stuff I wish was pushed more like just imagine someone doing like a book talk where they're like uh, a, a book that includes a female president and just holds up red white and royal blue and just nothing else just books that include female presidents <laughs> just put it in there that would be uh, <laughs> that would be good um uh, but oh well actually you know what my one biggest gripe they covered in the book as well and it's with Richards because it talks about they talk about how um one of the things that uh this might be a spoiler so spoiler alert but they talk about one of the things that a lot of people believe is that homophobes are all secretly gay and they cover that about how no homophobes aren't all secretly gay like sadly um some homophobes are secretly gay and they talk about that and um i like that the character um rafael luna straight up says like just one of the things he hates and rafael luna what was your plan what if richards did win the presidency because the people and what if you lose your seat like what is wrong with read the book <laughs> read the book um my favorite character from the entire novel is actually nora Nora is the vice president's daughter or is she the vice president's granddaughter? I got jumbled up in that part where they were explaining her parents or whatever. I was like, what? Um, anyway, she, why I loved her. I think she's the vice president's daughter. Why I loved her. Like she is just like, she just talks like she doesn't, she doesn't care. She just speaks her mind. She's not afraid to speak her mind. Um, I didn't necessarily like the scene with her and Alex when Alex was coming out to her only be not because I, I wasn't like okay I can see her like going oh yeah I, I figured you were too or you know I, I can see that but it kind of felt like a last minute like uh how how are we gonna do this part and, and like you know maybe it was thought through fully but it felt like a, I need a character who knew all along or characters who know all along and characters who can help him through or a character who's gonna tell him you know and and um that was there maybe I'm wrong <laughs> maybe I'm wrong I'm most likely I'm wrong 
um but i still liked nora and i still liked everything she did i still love how she isn't afraid to be herself and just you know say what's on her mind and i love that she just locked herself away just try to get as much information as possible because she's like if i'm gonna come forward with this it better be right <laughs> i love nora i do i love her so she's i would say she is my favorite character in the whole book she's a side character <laughs> and honestly i think that just goes to show how well edited this book is like um casey they were very lucky um that their first book that you know blew up was this and it was well edited um it was well written um it's a really good story it's a really entertaining and interesting story and i love what they did and i'm happy um that they are continuing to make sure to put out uh queer romance because we could always use more queer romance <laughs> here for it <laughs> um so yeah this episode is a lot longer than i've been trying to make the episodes i've been trying to keep them under 25 minutes but <clears throat> i still of course want to give a rating for the book uh for this book i will definitely give it uh i'm going to base it off of would i listen to slash read it again um maybe i i think this is one of those books that if I listen to the audiobook again, it'll probably be in a couple of years. <laughs> it'll be like two years later, like, I remember Red, White, and Royal Blue. Let me go listen to that again. Um, because at the end of the day, I love happy endings. I love happy stories. I love that this um, had that beautiful ending of just getting to be. And everything it was wrapped up nicely in a cute little bow. <laughs> Um, so I will definitely give this a, I'm gonna give it a 9 out of 10, definitely. I say definitely check it out. I'm gonna make sure there is a link to the book in the description. So go ahead and click on the link, go get you the audiobook from Audiobooks Now. Um, or go to your local library because, um, your local library might actually have the book to borrow. Um, so get you a library card, they're cheap. And go to your local library, borrow the book, and read it. Uh, yeah, there's always a way. <laughs> there's always a way. What did you think of the book if you've read it or listened to the audiobook for it? Please let me know. And thank you so much for listening to Time for BL. Have a wonderful morning, evening, afternoon, or night. Whatever it is, wherever you are. Bye. or you feel too overwhelmed to move and you want to get back into reading, then I have the app for you. Audiobooks Now is a website that features great quality professional audiobooks from your favorite authors where you can also discover new ones too. You get access to many fiction and nonfiction titles that you can download or stream and get great discounts on titles if you choose the membership. Use the link in the description to check out the titles in audiobooks now with 50% off your first club purchase. You can also download the app.